1: Rust. Well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! <laughs>
7: Hello, Neverlanders! It is I, your host of the Neverland Podcast, the Spider-Pan, Jeremy. This is episode 121 of the Neverland Podcast, and it may seem like most of this is not Disney-related. But, there is some Disney content into this show, even if we're going to talk about the Batman and Superman movie and uh, some comics and a lot of stuff involving that... But I've got a story to be able to share with you. There's some Disney-related stuff in here. In fact, when I move into the movie theater to go watch Batman vs. Superman here this Saturday, they played Let It Go in the bathroom. Well, I'm sure it was over the entire speakers. Otherwise, that's kind of a funny because when you go to the bathroom, you are in fact there to um, let it go. Okay, well, I'm going to get past that humor for a second. The other kind of fun thing, they showed the trailer for the new upcoming Marvel film, Captain America Civil War. And this was great. The guy in front of me did not know Spidey was going to be in it. Spider Man shows up and and he looks over at his friend and he says, I didn't know Spider Man was going to be in that movie. I thought it was great. I almost went to lean forward and it's like, uh, you must not spend a lot of time on Facebook or something. (laughs) But it was great. It's like, I I wonder what that would have been like having not known Spider Man was even going to be in the movie and then see him suddenly show up in a trailer. Because, you know, for the rest of us, we were waiting for him to show up in that trailer we knew he was coming we were just waiting for it so i i can't imagine what that experience must have been and i wonder if maybe it would have been better had he not seen this trailer and maybe just went to see the movie and then suddenly spider-man shows up might have just blown this guy's mind who knows don't know how big of a marvel fan he may or may not be so i don't know how much of his mind might have been blown but it was still very cool uh, but overall, the uh, themes, of course, with a uh, Batman versus Superman, uh, you know, this is a good time to be able to look at, uh, and ask yourself some questions. What would happen if you are put so high up on a pedestal that it is a, like a godlike pedestal? The only way you be able to fill, fulfill what people expect you to be is to be God, and of course, you're not. So, what do you do? That's a good question and everything. And also, a second question that uh, kind of brings to mind, and I find this is similar to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is Bruce Wayne is pretty much Tony Stark, the way they're they presenting him. His house has the big windows and everything, and it seems very similar, and also having visions of an apocalyptic future. So I'm finding similarities to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, and while we're just talking and getting ready for today's show, I want to let you know that I can be heard on a show. It's a trivia podcast. Stuff I Never Knew. Go look for them on iTunes. They have a YouTube channel, uh, and of course look for their websites. I believe it's just simply stuff I never knew. I'm going to go and get those links and I will put them all in the show notes. Make sure you go and check them out. In fact, if you join their group on Facebook and you pay attention on Thursday nights of when they're going to have their Google Hangout and they will ask for people who want to participate, you yourself can participate in the trivia competition. And it was a lot of fun. uh, But go and check it out. I'm not going to tell you the result and how well I did, uh, but go and listen and download stuff I never knew this week. But, amongst our fun this week, other than talking about Batman vs. Superman, we do have a couple of trailers for the Neverland Trailer Park. A couple of trailers, actually, of course, that I did see in front of Batman vs. Superman. Uh, we will, have, of course, have a review of Batman vs. Superman, but we'll put that at the end of the show, so if you feel the need to skip it, you can. I don't want to spoil this movie for you. We, we do kind of give our opinion real quick and then start getting into some spoilers. And I we try to not really get too deep into spoilers, but you know, I, I, like I said, I don't want to spoil anything for you. So we'll kind of give you an opinion and then tell you, hey, if this is going to spoil something for you, just go ahead and skip it. Uh, we also will, of course, have some Neverland story time that I found that would be perfectly appropriate for this. It's actually based off some comics from the 80s. A very cool story. Also, we're going to take another ride at Disneyland. But this time we're going to go with Tim Nidell of... Saturday Morning Rewind. He's going to take us on Star Tours. We're of course then also going to sit and talk with Lost Boy Rick. He is going to let us know a little bit of the history between Batman and Superman and how they've met and their history within the the, the DC Comics universe, which will be fun. And then I wanted to sit down with my buddy Philip and kind of get his views on things. Uh, of course, he had seen the movie at the first time that I talked to him, but I hadn't. Uh so but we kind of you know him being a big Superman fan I figured I wanted to sit and talk with him and then you'll hear another conversation with me and Philip where I have seen the movie and we'll do our review of the of the movie here at the end of the show. I would also like to point out that you're going to hear a lot of different microphone and sound styles on here. Uh a lot of this, you know, if you don't like the quality of the mics, if you want to help us out with Patreon, I am hoping to get some new mics for when I go out on locations to be able to record different things. Uh, some new microphones that would increase the sound quality. Uh, maybe even have a microphone I can send to Lost Boy Eric for when he goes into Disneyland. Maybe maybe be able to get some binaural audio and to make the sound quality that much better. Uh, that is a goal that I have. So, if you would like to donate to our Patreon, make sure you go from the webpage. Uh, of course, it's at NeverlandPodcast.com or simply go to patreon.com slash neverlandpodcast. Go and help us out. Give us a donation. It really does help to bring the pixie dust to you. But I think I've jabbered on long enough. It's time we went to the Neverland Trailer Park.
5: Mama, now the gator got you in the house.
9: Now the gator?
6: Give me that shovel. Come here. Oh. Oh. Get him, oh. Get that gator. Ah. Ah. The Neverland Trailer Park.
9: Hey, Pewter. I'm home. I'm home. I'm home.
0: Welcome home, sir. Initializing Batcave music. So, did anything exciting happen today?
3: I saved the city again. It was off the chain. Anyway, I should probably have some grub.
0: Alfred left your lobster thermidor in the fridge.
3: Oh, that's my favorite. I can't wait. Not
2: 20 minutes. Stupid.
3: Yeah, I, I, it. Is everything I do yeah, I do it. I deserve this today. Today I deserve it.
6: This film is not yet rated.
7: Okay, so. It seems like there was, this is more of like the teaser to the trailer. Uh, I saw this on Thursday and it was normally attached with a, like another minute worth of Batman coming out and beatboxing and doing things like that. And then he comes and they make a joke about him coming in to drop the mic that he's about to now show you the trailer for Lego Batman. And this is from the same people who brought you the Lego movie, which I liked the Lego movie. I thought it was funny. And, you know, granted the Batman character, he was funny at times, but he's, well, I wouldn't quite call him the Jar Jar of that movie, but he does kind of get annoying after a while because he's so full of himself. But it is also still pretty funny. I actually would rather have shared the audio for the trailer that I actually saw in front of Batman vs. Superman because I was laughing out loud at that. That was, in fact, very funny. Uh, and I have not seen that trailer online. Warner Brothers on their YouTube channel have not posted it. I'm hoping it will be posted soon. So go and check it out YouTube. Look for the Warner Brothers Entertainment youtube channel and keep an eye out for the trailer for lego batman because this trailer it didn't really impress me other than oh hey cool they're gonna do a lego movie with uh, batman Uh, so you know that's the only thing this thing had going for it for me this particular trailer but this like i said the other trailer that i actually did see in the theaters was much better and was very funny but now we'll take a look at another one that sort of almost kind of has a disney connection and it's a film called the huntsman If it's the snow-white tale you're looking for, discover the story that came before.
0: Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest of them all? You are my queen, but not for long. Your sister holds a baby who will grow to be more beautiful than you. But beware. Should any harm come to the child, your sister will unleash a power unlike anything
5: the world has ever known.
2: To escape the pain of her loss, the good queen built a fortress of ice around her heart. If she could not raise a child, she would raise an army.
0: You will train. You will become my huntsman. Nice sure? I thought I made you strong. But you're as pathetic
6: as you ever were. were. Little sister. This is my kingdom. Did you say something? With the mirror's magic, I'll rule
3: the world. That mirror's an evil and dangerous thing. We have to destroy it. Together.
8: What are you gonna do? Be the hero
9: who defeats the mirror and saves the entire kingdom.
5: I pray much. Are
8: you ready, Huntsman? Hey.
0: I'm stronger than all of you. Shall we find out?
5: The
7: story before Snow White. Okay. I don't know if this is a sequel to to uh there wasn't there a movie called Snow Snow White and the Huntsman and didn't Chris Hemsworth also play in that? I didn't see it. I heard it wasn't very good. But this is Chris Hemsworth as the Huntsman from the Snow White story. And they're trying to do a different twist, I guess, on a Snow White story and kind of give some backstory and have the evil queen's sister actually be the ice queen, maybe maybe from more from Hans Christian Andersen's thing. But now that she can kind of be a good queen because now we've got Elsa as not being an evil ice queen uh well and sort of a villain at one point but not really in, on purpose but of course uh if you haven't watched the decast video where they talk about how Elsa really is probably a villain and really is evil that go check out that video on the decast youtube channel by the way another plug for you Dale you're going to hear your name a second time this it's coming later <laughs> um so this is kind of a weird take on Snow White, and I think they do have a warrior type of uh, Snow White because they just label one character as a warrior. Um, but the main – you know, and I didn't really necessarily recognize any of the other actors other than Charlize Theron and Chris Hemsworth. And I think Charlize Theron – wasn't she the evil queen in that? Snow White and the Huntsman? That's why – I don't know if they're trying to remake it or if this is a sequel. I, I, I really don't understand what's going on with this. But apparently there are some producers behind the Disney film Maleficent who worked on this film, which – being that I absolutely hated Maleficent, that doesn't bode well for me going to see this movie. But it was a pretty cool trailer uh, and it did look good and I I don't know if I actually would go to see this or not because, I like I said, I didn't see Snow White and the Huntsman and this seems like it's supposed to be a sequel. I even said out loud after that trailer had shown in the theater, I said, didn't they already make this movie? Because I were, you know, there was like two alternate versions of Snow White that came out in theaters around about the same time. And one had Julie Roberts as the Evil Queen. Uh, and I did see that one. I did kind of like it. That one was pretty good. And uh, I cannot even think of the name of that one. But yeah, so here we go again. Uh, another kind of weird, not quite Snow White film. <laughs> but so I don't know that I'm going to bother going to see it. Other than if somebody really wants me to review it here on the show, I guess I would go. But somebody may have to ask me to do it. I don't know.
8: What's up, Neverland, Neverland Podcast? This is Tim Nidell from Saturday Morning, morning. Rewind. About to take you on the newly updated Star Tours. Passport and the
3: necessary visas prior to leaving the spaceport. Passengers requiring assistance should visit
9: the nearest spaceport information kiosk. Thank you. no is <laughs> Star Tours is now offering convenient day departures to to the tranquil island of Naboo. Visit historic landmarks in the capital city of Spain. You might even catch a glimpse of the recently elected Queen of Naboo. Or, if you crave adventure, you won't want to miss a tour of the once-hidden Gundam City you Hey, who here is flying for the first time? Anyone? Is
5: this your first flight? No worries. Right I should have. And you can
9: serve. Oh, According to my stand,
5: you can serve. Oh. So,
9: yeah. Everything is a yeah. little smooth, and that's the way I like it. Oh, oh, yes, sir. Look at you. You look strong enough to pull sure. the ears so out of the gutter. Yeah, that's just an expert here. The most creatures, including Gunders, get very mad if you blow their ears. You, uh,
5: look at this. You. You've been no
9: funny business. If there's one kind of business I don't like,
5: it's the funny kind. Good.
9: Good. Wait. Put your food away. No, that's not good. That. Put your lightsaber away. Oh, that's a cherry. And put your churro away! <laughs> churro! It's one of those funny words, it just puts a smile on
5: it.
9: <laughs> what are you looking at? That's <laughs> it. How many
5: here? Grab those
8: glasses down the hallway to Come on, create letter B, please. Because, excuse um, me. Sorry. Excuse me. Sorry. I
6: have any questions? Don't hesitate to ask. Your I need to to work I've just received word that the captain is having some sort of technical problem. And that's why I'm persistent, I'm the you, with the Astromech. Well, don't you true. tell me to hire you with the group number, Greece? I know exactly what I do, departing. You just do your job, and I'm mine. The What the oh,
5: Now this is not the minute. This in the
6: Pay attention to the following safety information. When the automatic doors have opened, please proceed directly across the ramp into the cabin. Continue to move all the way across your aisle, filling in every available seat. Galactic regulations require that all carry-on items be safely stowed beneath your seats. To fasten your restraint, use the yellow strap to pull the belt out from the right side of the seat and snap the belt into the buckle on your left. For your safety, remain seated throughout your flight with your restraints securely fastened,
5: and please watch your children. Yeah.
6: Para su seguridad, permanezcan sentados con el cinturón de seguridad ajustado y cuiden a los pequeñitos. Do not put on your flight glasses until instructed to do so by a crew member. Wi-Fi smoking and photography are no, no, never believe. permitted on any Star Tours flight. No, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask a Star Tours agent. You'll be boarding in just a problem. few moments. Thank you. Star Tours, 1401, you are cleared for departure. 1401, that's us. We can't take off. The captain isn't on board. Auto takeoff sequence initiated. Uh, 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 Excuse me. Don't seem to understand. I am not the captain. I am C-3PO.
9: 1401, click for
6: takeoff. Contact departure on frequency 429. Wait, wait. R2-D2, I am not programmed to fly these things. Now just turn us around this instant before we get into trouble. I knew it. Oh, don't shoot. Prepare to be boarded, Captain. I'm afraid there's been a terrible mistake. I am seen. We know him. you have this rebel spy on board. I have never seen that woman before.
9: Okay. dear. Gotta go!
2: Don't underestimate my power. No! Oh. 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 I want
9: that spy!
5: Guns, Sergeant! Someone could get. Guns, <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, do I don't like the look of this.
9: And it just got worse. Star what are you doing? I have no idea! Don't stay low! Why? The fuses are tragic! put the shields up! If they work out of
6: He says he has vital information to deliver and needs our help. Well, we're not going on any mission. It's bound to be dangerous. Artu, we're not going. Good luck.
5: Wait! Where are we going? No! Destroy, destroyed! Destroyed, Arthur. Follow us down to the river. You'll be safe there. Thank the maker! Wait, hey! Artur, send out a
6: distress signal! No. Look out, Artur! Get really that, Star Tours, follow the ship. It's a gonna lead you through the planet's core. Any help would be appreciated.
9: We are picking up some strange readings. Stay close. Oh, oh
6: dear.
5: dear! We are under attack! Ah. Oh, good luck, Star Tours. You are on your own now. On our own? Oh,
6: And I thought I hated space travel.
5: Brakes! Brakes! Where are the brakes?
6: Oh, thank goodness. Oh dear. I'm terribly sorry about that. Oh, oh, come back here this instant and clean that up. Oh, we hope you enjoyed your flight, and we look forward to seeing you again soon. Please remain seated until the captain has opened the exit doors. You may then unlatch your safety restraints by pressing the release button on your left. Make sure you have all your personal belongings as you exit. Thank you for flying Star Tours. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
8: Alright, guys, as you can hear, I had the brand new Force Awakens scene in this. Oh, that's amazing. So, uh, yeah, follow me online, uh, Saturday Morning Rewind, SaturdayMorningRewind.com, and I'll see you guys later.
6: This is your Neverland story time. You can listen along with your MP3 device. You will know it is time to listen when you hear the chime like this. Let's begin now.
2: Superman isn't the world's only hero. The paths of two great heroes cross one night in Gotham City. You're wasting my time, Bull. You know how I hate having my time wasted. Don't hit me again, Batman! I don't know nothing! Honest, I don't! She's going to strike again tonight, Bull. I know she is. But you know something more. You know where. And you're going to tell me! I can't, Batman! She'll kill me! I'll do worse than that, Bull. I'll hurt you. And you'll stay hurt. Spill it! Every second you waste my time here is a second in her favor. Eight people have died already. I'm not going to tolerate any more death. Talk! Where does she plan to strike next? Tell me, or it'll look like the rest of the garbage in this alley. No! No! Ah! Tossed the garbage at me and ran off, did he? I underestimated him. He's actually more afraid of her than he is of me. Time he was taught the error of his ways. Once I catch up to him, I... But something's got hold of my back rope! No, not something. Someone! Superman! He's dragging me along on my own rope.
4: Always flattered to be recognized, outlaw. You just hold on tight to that rope. I wouldn't want you to fall before we got to police headquarters. Police? I don't think so. That's an establishment I prefer to visit on my own terms. I'm afraid I'm not going to give you much choice in the matter. Hey! He let go of the line. He'll punch to his death if I don't... Wait! He's gone! Not a sign of him. How can that be? In the reports of his activities, I saw no indication of superpowers. He's a superb athlete and an intuitive genius by all accounts. But I read nothing to suggest he could fly or move at super speed or turn invisible.
2: Invisibility is a relevant thing, Superman. Sometimes all it requires is wits and a matchless knowledge of the city. Batman.
4: Very good, friend, very good. I won't underestimate you a second time. This time I'm going to grab you instead of that bat rope.
2: Hold it. Before you touch me, you'd better take a quick look with those vision powers I hear you have. Specifically your infrared vision.
4: You've done your homework, haven't you? But you really can't think
2: you're going to delay the inevitable with... What in the world? A simple force field, Superman. Invisible. Intangible. Just like the force fields used in airport metal detectors. Only this one isn't keyed to detect metal. It's set to detect super dense biological material. In other words, Superman, you. And you think that's going to stop
4: me? You realize that I could have you behind bars before you even know you've moved, don't
2: you? Of course. But since I read the reports of your debut in the Daily Planet eight months ago, I rather expected we might cross paths and find ourselves at odds, given the differences in our methods. So I devised a way to stop you, Superman. If you penetrate the field surrounding my body, an electronic signal will go out instantaneously. That signal will detonate a bomb hidden somewhere in Gotham City. The explosion will kill an innocent person. What? You'd really do that?
4: You'd place an innocent life in jeopardy just to stop me? What kind of an inhuman
2: monster are you? It's a touch Machiavellian, I admit. But my end justifies my means. Hear me out. You've made quite a name for yourself since you went public, Superman. There's no doubt in anyone's mind that you're the number one defender of this planet of ours. But defending a planet and cleaning up a city are two different things. You've got the underworld pretty much cowed in Metropolis, Superman. But Gotham City isn't your turf. It requires a different approach. Case in point. Six days ago, a jeweler opens his store at 7.15 a.m. as usual. Only he very quickly discovered that things were not as usual. He'd been burglarized. All his precious stones had been removed. In their places, he found an odd assortment of metal trinkets. They all were harmless enough. It would have been two if he hadn't touched one of them. The blast knocked out all the windows down the street. Over the next five days, the same particular signature turned up on three additional heists, each time with a unique twist. A poison gas bomb left in place of the Regency Emerald, three dead. A gadget that squirted acid at the diamond exchange. To replace an antique chess set, a steel rook that fired blades. An hour ago, my investigation led me to a man named Bull Carter. I was after him when you interrupted Bull well, was a small-time hood. Every indication was that he'd been hired by the lady behind these crimes—a particularly fatal woman who calls herself Magpie.
5: Oh, stupid! Bleacher! down blind alleys for a month. To this magpie, if the batmen stay close, maybe we ought to lie low for a while, huh? Ah.
2: Without the info we hope to get from Bull, I'm back to square. Hey, am I boring you?
4: Not at all. But my super just picked up an explosion, and what sounds like a woman laughing.
2: Magpie, she struck again. Come on, let's see how good those superpowers of yours really are. Lead me to her.
4: Very well, but you and I are not finished yet, Batman. There, the sound
2: was coming from that building. The old Gotham Museum of Antiquities. But that's been derelict for years. There's nothing there to steal unless... Maybe she's not robbing the place.
5: Plus, I just checked the loose cameras. The Batman's here! And some flying guy with a big ass on his chest! S? The letter S? As in Superman?
4: As in Superman. You've just added the last statistic to your body count.
5: Are you kidding? That
2: guy just punched through a stone wall. I'm getting out of here.
5: Nothing Fans, it's him. He lost my gun.
2: Nice work, Superman. I caught the the other one. Don't hurt me, please. Don't hurt me. Magpie, it's time you and I had a little chat. No, Batman.
5: You've only won a battle. You're not even close to winning the war. Ta-ta,
2: That gas. (coughs) like acid. It's eating everything it touches.
4: Magpie's escaping. I can't go after her and protect the others because I can't touch Batman. I'll have to let Magpie go for now while I inhale all the gas. Here's a safe place to dispose of it in the frigid vacuum of space. The gas is instantly frozen into crystal device. My microscopic vision shows that the freezing process has caused a chemical change. The stuff is no longer a dangerous solvent. Now to get back to Earth. And Gotham City. Hmm. Batman's left Magpie's goons tied up in her hideout. But where is he? A quick scan of my telescopic
2: vision should... Ah, there he is. Not thinking of leaving, were you, Batman? I wasn't planning on going anywhere, yet. I did want to get a look at the shards of glass from Magpie's gas vial before they were contaminated by extraneous dust. As you can see, I have a portable crime lab in the trunk of my car. One of the most advanced such labs in the state. Now, what have we here? Since that vial was in Magpie's bag of tricks, I think it's safe to assume it's been going wherever she's gone. It could have picked up almost anything. Uh-huh. Very good. A tiny piece of thread, just a bare strand, not more than a sixteenth of an inch, but enough for analysis. Hmm, now isn't that interesting? Unless the spectrometer is completely off, and it isn't, this little length of fiber is 5,000 years old! How can that be? Magpie can't be that old. Doesn't seem likely, does it? But it's the clue that I was after. There's only one place in Gotham City where she'd come into contact with 5,000-year-old cloth of precisely that variety. From a mummy in the Gotham Egyptian Museum. Follow me.
5: Well, why not? Those people had to be punished for locking away the bright, pretty things that belong to me. From now, now it may be months before I have such a clear shot at those Fabergé eggs.
2: More like years, Margaret.
5: Oh, you! But you're
2: Oh, Margaret, I'm very much alive, alive enough to have deduced where you probably work, and alive enough to check the employer records of this museum and find the name Margaret Pie.
4: To see her break down like that. I can't help but feel sorry
2: for her. You think I don't? She's not a real criminal. She's just a frail human psyche that got pushed too far. You saw the psychological profile on her record? A little girl who loved pretty things. A trifle too much, perhaps. Who was taunted and called a magpie because of it. Who educated herself. Became a museum curator. And found herself having to watch over pretty things she could never possess. Yes? Yes? I feel sorry for her, Superman. But I feel more sorry for her victims.
4: The police responded quickly to your anonymous call, Batman. There she goes, under
2: custody. If we're lucky, she'll end up in a padded cell. If we're unlucky, she'll find herself a hotshot legal eagle and be back out on the street.
4: You sound bitter, Batman. I guess you've got reason. I guess Gotham is different than my town. Yes, Gotham Corruption reaches from the lowest sewers to the highest offices of City Hall. That's why you act outside the law. I don't like vigilantes, Batman, though I've been called one myself. But there is a job that needs doing here in Gotham. And you seem suited to the task of doing it. Then, if you'll excuse me... Not so fast, we still have the matter of the innocent life you placed in jeopardy. (laughs) Oh yes, my bomb.
2: Here you go, Superman. I had it tucked in my utility belt all the time. You? You mean it was your own life you were risking? Because I knew my plan was the only way to stop you, Superman. I also knew with your great powers, you'd probably be able to tell if I were lying.
4: Well, I still won't say I approve of your methods, Batman. But good luck.
2: The same to you, Superman. Be sure not to miss Book 4 and the other exciting titles in the continuing saga of The Man of Steel. Can Lex Luthor control Superman the way he does Metropolis? Can Lois resist the attentions of this multi-billionaire? The answer to these questions and more in Book 4, Enemy Mind.
7: To Disney and beyond. Okay, Neverlanders, we have a Batman and Superman movie, and in order to really fully understand how big this should be, we have to go to our encyclopedia of all DC knowledge, Lost Boy, Tricky Rick, because... This is the guy that if you have not been reading these these posts that he's puts up there, the DC TV posts that we have where all the Easter eggs, all the information you ever wanted to know about characters pop up in like Supergirl or Flash or Arrow or DC's Legend of Tomorrow, he puts them all in there. So there's – he's just a font of information. So I figured, OK, if I want to understand the history, I got to talk to Rick. So hi, Rick. Hello. Because <laughs> you are like the official DC encyclopedia. <laughs> At
1: least <whatever>. for you. <laughs>
7: You basically, whenever I have a question on something, I'm like, well, Rickle, no." Well,
1: <laughs> uh, The the first thing is, is this movie is fast and loosely basing a lot of its ideas on the old um, Dark Knight Returns by mm-hmm. Frank Miller from 1986.
7: Yeah, and I, I do kind of like the, the recreation of the famous artwork of Batman and the Lightning Bolt where they, they kind of done that in the movie and like, oh, hey, look, I recognize that. That was like one of the cover art bits. <laughs>
1: Well, and the classic uh, armor scene with uh, Superman, yeah, yeah. the The armor and the suit that they're that they've created for this film is is extremely influenced by Frank Miller's story. And before I get into the history, I thought I'd point out that big glaring. Obvious thing there. <laughs>
7: <laughs> yes, my goodness, and it's it's very Frank Miller toned. It's very very dark and gritty. Looking through most of what I've seen in the trailers,
1: and and you've and you've read my my criticisms of that in the last year. Yeah, I remember
7: you talking <laughs> about that. I think yes.
1: I, I don't think if anything, grim and gritty works better for Marvel. But that's not what they're doing in in films and DC's not doing that in their TV shows so why do it in their movies
7: yeah, especially with Superman cuz Superman is supposed to be like this icon you know and to have him in a gritty type of style it's just like this doesn't feel like Superman to me
1: well it doesn't feel for a lot of people and and there and that's probably part of the reason why this movie is getting critically and and fan-based crap
7: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i have a feeling after i've seen it i'll i'll have a a little bit more to shovel onto it
1: (laughs) but but the thing is is it's it's it is critic and 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 fan proof because of what it is and some of the characters who make their first appearances in it so I, i don't think it's gonna do bad i just think that uh we need to let, let, uh, Warner Brothers know we need to have things more based on the source material. But let's get to the, to the gist of why you called me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, let's start with the beginning. New York World's Fair Comics, 1940.
7: Wow. Long time ago.
1: Um, that. And most people think, don't you mean world's finest? And no, that's where the world finest title comes from, is that this World's Fair comic came out during the New York World's Fair of nineteen forty. So
7: Was this an exclusive that you could only get at the World's Fair or was this nationally published?
1: Well, let me look at this. I'm I'm still reading. <laughs> <laughs> um I think that it was. I think originally it was just for the World's Fair, and then it was significant. It went out because people knew that this is the first teaming of these two great icons, and that that time they were only two, one and two years old. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it still was a big enough deal that the national ally, the publisher of a- Action Comics knew that this was, gonna, this needed to happen and be released on a wide basis. The next team up occurs in 52 and then, and then we get the regular world's finest comic book series on a regular basis.
7: Now, what did the, they do in the, the f- world's finest comic? Because uh, I I don't know if it was Batman and Superman all the time at first. Because I, I, I know they did l- l- here. Uh, Actually, it day. was. It really
1: was. Wow. It really was. It was Batman, Superman, and of course Robin. Oh, were, yeah. Were the were the three main characters for that for that comic for what uh, up until the eighties? Really? Until it, wow. it it was until it, it ended in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, I'd love and,
7: to
1: read some of this stuff. And by the '80s, it was very sporadic. Mm. Well, you know, the whole Grant Morrison run on Batman that that occurred in the last 15 years is loosely based on the stuff from the '50s, huh. the, the the Batman of other nations, and a lot of the 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 Batman f- from Planet X and a lot of the goofy mm. stuff. He he really tapped into that. And it, and Superman's era from that is pretty much what most people think of when they think Superman. They don't think the golden age. Superman was more of a, um, a social crusader in the, in the, early, in the 40s, late 30s, early 40s. And then when World War Two occurred, he became, you know, fighting for, for the Allies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then.
7: And I, I've read some of those old stuff, and it was kind of cool. He ne- didn't actually fly. The It was literally the leaping tall buildings in a single bound. He would leap, and it was – oh, golly, now I can't think of it. It's the same guy who animated Popeye. Uh, it was his animated series that thought, you know, wouldn't it be easier if we just said he flies? Because when we show him jump on one side and we are showing him landing, it seems like he's flying. So they're the ones that actually said, why doesn't he just fly?
1: Yeah, I, 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 I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um- I'm trying to, too. My brain's, um, it'll come to me, but yeah, and <laughs> now people
7: are yelling at their iPhone or whatever and telling me exactly who it was.
1: Well, Fleischer, and, and
7: right. Wouldn't it, the Flesher, f- yes.
1: Fleischer, Fleischer, yeah. Fleischer. Fleischer. the, um, the Flesher stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, but the thing is, well, my problem is, is there's too much information and it, it's, it's, I can't always access that those things so quickly. You know, it happens when you're pushing 50. Yeah. <laughs> but for a time, World's Finest got, was known for doing what was called imaginary tales. What ifs or else worlds, as they would be called today. And stuff like Batman of 8, 800,000 AD and Super Caveman and Batman and Superman Jr. And <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, of course, we get to Crisis of Infinite Earths. Oh, yeah. Which resets everything. Mm hmm. And they they, when they relaunch Superman with the Man of Steel by John Byrne, they have a story in issue three that, uh, talks about the, the, um, the first meeting and it introduces the villainous magpie who was in the beware of Batman series that we just, just ended a few years ago.
7: I think I've actually read this. I think they had it at a local library where it kind of, it regave Superman's origin and actually let Jonathan Kent live.
1: Yeah. And that was, and that's been what they've done. They killed him off about, five or ten years ago but for most of the modern era he's been alive mm-hmm. and been a source of, of uh, oh geez <laughs> <laughs> he's been a source of advice and, and counseling for for el and then of course we get that same year we get the famous, Batman first Batman versus Superman in The Dark Knight returns yeah. a dystopian future where Ronald Reagan is still president in the 2000s and uh, Superman is a stooge <laughs> and he goes in he goes in to remove Batman both of them in their 60s and it doesn't Go well as you would think for Superman.
7: Yeah, Batman is prepared.
1: <laughs> and uh, then uh, another major is the uh, Batman death in the family when Jason Todd, the second Robin, was killed by the Joker and Iran decided to make Joker their UN representative. And Superman had to coax Batman not to go kill him.
7: Oh my goodness! <laughs> you know,
1: it, and, and then in ninety we had the revival, or the second volume of World Finest was started.
7: Yeah, and that might. Well, I don't know if that'd be the one that I'm I'm more familiar with. Where I I think that's more of a later on that I've seen it. Where they had the uh, where they they really need the really neat uh, Batman and Superman symbol. Where they had the uh, the Superman symbol inside the Bat symbol that became kind but of famous.
1: That's not World Finest. That's. The well, world's finest recently was um, Huntress and, and Power Girl. Huh. And, and they reverted them back to their original pre crisis versions where they were from another, where they were from Earth 2, where Superman and Batman were in business earlier. Hmm. Um, and uh, basically the they they started uh batman versus superman i believe in the early 2000s yeah i, remember or, I mean that's not ba- i was thinking of i mean superman batman or what you yeah. not versus but superman batman yeah
7: it was a team
1: yeah <laughs> well one of the things i was going to bring in is during that whole tr- post crisis and i want to and what i mean, i'm talking about just within the first few years of the post crisis they did a story in the the very first annual for Action Comics was a story called Skeeter. And they ended up running into a, a innocent little girl who turns out to be a vampire queen. <laughs> and poor Batman has to deal with vampire Superman. Oh, wow. And it was drawn by Art Adams and written by John Byrne. And that was in 1987. And that... To, to give people my history with it is I was in college during this period I graduated in 86 from high school so I'm in college during that during this whole reboot and it's and it was a big deal to me and there were things that were done not well and you've and and a lot of people bring up the, the what the, how they didn't reboot Hawkman from the beginning, and then there were things that were done well, like um, toning Superman's powers down, making yeah. it less about Kal El masquerading as Clark, but Cl- but actually having Clark masquerading as Kal El. So,
7: yeah, that was one of the things I thought was interesting when I was reading it, as they had where uh, Clark, uh, what did he, I think he saved the president's plane. And then he realizes, well, I'm going to have to disguise myself, and I hope nobody gets a good picture of my face, and that's when he starts wearing the glasses and stuff like that. And just doesn't let anybody get a good look at his face and avoids any photographs at the beginning.
1: Well, and, and then, you know, as and as I was saying, the, uh, they did a third, um, a third volume of World Finest around 1999, and then there was the uh, Elseworlds story Batman Generations, which did Batman and Superman actually have been around since they were first introduced in the comics chronologically. Oh
7: my goodness. And
1: then you have the Superman-Batman comics that started in 2003, first with public enemies when yes. Luther, after his uh, either he was, pre- when he was president deciding to uh, basically turn Batman and Superman into to enemies of the state.
7: Yeah, and and I think that's where Supergirl first gets reintroduced too, isn't it?
1: Well, the the uh, the third storyline, yeah.
7: Oh, okay. Because I, she I, was introduced
1: in Superman ver- Batman, not Public Enemies, but oh yeah. Soon I, afterwards, I think when
7: they did the, the animated version, I think they they stuck her story into the Public Enemies, and they kind of put them together. But, no, they didn't. Oh, they didn't? Maybe i have just seen did, them both them running together in my head.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, 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 each of those was boom, boom, but yeah. Yeah.
7: Because I do uh, remember, I, I read them and I did see the, uh, the, the, the animated movies of those, which they did a fantastic job translating that. Um, but yeah, I guess it all ran together in my head.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then, uh, And then, of course, we get to basically they've done everything from Batman and Superman versus Aliens and Predator, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) to you know various crossovers between the various characters since, and and it's the big two. You're not; they're always going to mash the big the big three, to be specific. Yeah, the DC. (laughs) <laughs> and and that and the new movie even did that. Oh, you know? yeah, from the look of it. Um, I kind of think that they should have held on to the Wonder Woman reveal until after the movie was released. But that's my opinion.
7: <laughs> You're probably right. I've actually heard that from some other people uh, that had seen it. Some of the reviews say that I wish they would have waited with Wonder Woman and built her up in her own movie that's coming. And then bring her into this, because that's... Oh, so- no,
1: I, I I mean the trailers. I mean...
7: Oh, so don't even show her in the trailer, but maybe have her in the
1: movie. Keep her in the movie, but we should have not... They shouldn't have have, have done the big reveal in the trailers. They should have just let it happen organically, and then have people come at it. Because people already knew, and that's part of the reason why it's... That reveal isn't as impactful for a positive reaction to this film. They already did it in the in the trailers. So yeah.
7: Plus, they <laughs> they put that picture out there at uh, at the Comic Con. Uh, what was that? Was it last year or whatever? Because I cause I remember when I, I was camping with my wife at the time, and my cousin was sending the pictures like, "Oh my gosh, they just revealed this picture! Apparently, at Comic Con, here's what Wonder Woman looks like." And it's like, okay, well, now they've spoiled that, and so we know it's already coming, and here she is.
1: Uh, and and they they spoiled Aquaman. The only one yeah. that didn't get spoiled is Flash or Cyborg, who I bo- who allegedly both make, you know, cameos in this film, mm. and and I don't know, and I haven't seen anywhere whether, whether or not. Green Lantern has has make a cameo. Um the question is which one?
5: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have four well actually there's like five or six but four main human yeah members of the Green Lantern corps. Yeah.
7: yeah, and there were rumors that they were going to try to focus on John Stewart this time which I've heard people complain but he's the boring one. <laughs>
1: No, the boring one's Kyle Rayner, but that's this Really? I, well,
7: that's, that's interesting. Yeah, that's because he's that's just an
1: artist, whereas Jon Stewart has this military and architectural background that... Yeah, I think that's really why, nice. why
7: I've heard of him as being the boring one, because he's very stoic and, and everything, and then Kyle Rayner was just more creative on what he did, but I, I like them both. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: Rainer's after my time, so I have a lot of experience with Rainer. You know, is, that's just me. But the thing is, and, and Jon Stewart was there during the Crisis of Infinite Earths. Yeah, and
7: I was first introduced to him from the uh, the Justice League series when it first came on. I hadn't heard of him until I saw him in there. I thought he was pretty cool on that.
1: And, and my least favorite is always going to be Guy Gardner because... <laughs> I swear the man—the man, the man has, mul- has has multiple personality disorder. <laughs> Depending on the writer, he they swing him so far. Mind you, the explanation that Geffen and Dematis did in, in the Justice League comic book from the '80s was Batman bonking him on the head. <laughs> he went from being a brash, innoxious jerk to being the basically a child <laughs> and then he went back to being the jerk but that was but that that comic book was more done for the lulz it was all about it was more of a humorous take on things ah. you know you had that was when booster gold and blue beetle were in it yeah Yeah, always doing their get rich schemes and we're always (laughs) failing miserably. Yeah. And
7: Uh, well, I got to wrap a bow up on this here. Uh, Right. Okay. so comic wise, if it ever came down to say, you know, if if Batman and Superman for whatever reason ever have to throw down, who do you think would win?
1: It's always going to be Batman because Batman's smart enough to either find or synthesize kryptonite yeah. before the battle. I mean.
7: Yeah. And I think he's supposed to be, he keeps some in a vault in case Superman well, ever goes evil.
1: Well, there's also the very famous storyline in Justice League called ba- Babel or Tower of Babel and that was the one that they kicked Batman out because Rachel Ghoul got a hold of Batman's plans to deal with the whole Justice League if they ever got out of hand.
7: Ooh. Yeah, and they they did do an animated movie based around that idea, but I think they had Vandal Savage behind the whole thing. Um, yeah, it was, was, was it Doom,
1: was it called? Doom is based on that storyline. Yeah. Yes.
7: Well, and it was a good one. I liked that
8: one.
1: Well, it, it's it's something that Batman fans like to point out that, uh, you know, and in the comics, they've had at least th- two or three more times, either in Elseworld stories or standard stories where Superman has gotten out of hand and Batman is, it's been up to Batman to handle it.
7: <laughs> yeah.
1: Specifically Bruce Wayne. um, other Batman, specifically when Dick Grayson was Batman, he w- hes more emotionally tied to Clark because he was a—he uh, sees Clark as one of his mentors.
5: Hmm.
1: Whereas Batman, though it's as a friend, Batman is the stoic. I got to do what I got to do, yep. and my feelings—I need to put them down. Yeah, so.
7: As I got a job to do I'm going to do it no matter what it feels like to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And he's in and, and, and he's never shied away from being portrayed in the public as a villain regardless of of what really happened. Right. So yep. you have a good day there, <laughs>
7: Jeremy. <laughs> All right, and uh, yeah, I, I uh, at this point, I completely agree with you. In the comics, if I ever went down, and I, I've had kids on the bus even ask me that, and I said, well, Batman would win because Batman would keep that kryptonite around, and he'd get it out, and when he knew that he had to face Superman, he would be prepared. Batman does not get into a fight unless he knows how to win it.
1: Correct. Mm-hmm. You know, and and the closest thing that Marvel has to Batman, and pe- when I tell people this, they give me looks. And I say, well, you're looking at it wrong. You're looking at the world's greatest detective. I'm looking at the world's greatest strat- strategician. Mm. And that's Captain America. Oh, yeah. I would agree
7: with that. They're actually, did you get to read the the Justice League versus Avengers thing where they actually have Batman and Captain America start to fight each other, but they realize they're doing the same moves and they're testing on each other. And they they, <laughs> they get this mutual respect. And they're like, wouldn't you rather go and actually find out who's behind and causing us to have to fight each other? And they're like, yes, I would. And I'm like, all right, team. It was awesome.
1: <laughs> well, in, in the in the DC versus Marvel, that was the 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 two that they paired up with.
7: Yeah, it was great. I loved that moment. It was really cool.
1: <laughs> well, that that's the whole thing is is that they're both strategicians. Mm-hmm. mind you. Cap is more soldier, less detective, right? And, and of course, Batman's more detective, less soldier, but you get the idea. Yeah,
7: they make a heck of a good team, and it's just too bad they're owned by different companies, so we couldn't see it more often. Or even in a movie. That would be so cool.
1: Well, it almost happened. Yeah. Joe Simon came very close to taking yeah. Cap away from Marvel. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember about him. that. <laughs> yeah, even though Jack Kirby's family told him not to. Yeah. <laughs> because they finally got into a settlement with Marvel. Yeah. So,
7: all right. righty. Well, thanks for coming <laughs> on and helping us to kind of get some history behind these two characters.
1: Well, there, there's a lot of history. yeah There's over 75 years of history. They both celebrated their 75 anniversaries in the last few years. So, my goodness. Whew.
7: And, of course, anyone who wants to learn more about some of these DC characters, like I said, go to news.neverlandpodcast.com and just read through all these DC TV Easter egg things. that he writes up one every week, covers all the DC television. That way we can branch outside of Disney every once in a while to get some just really cool geeky stuff in there. And also, you are, well, kind of a food nerd. And so you have your own blog where you write up – and on your Facebook page, you're always sharing all these different recipes. And I don't even know half the ingredients you use. But uh <laughs>
1: Neither do I at times.
7: (laughs) So there's times I look at it like I have no idea what that's going to taste like. So I don't know if I want to hit like or not.
1: (laughs) Well, you you know the thing. I do the same thing when I, you know, when I make some of those things for the first time. I'm I'm raising my eyebrow, but (laughs) I was I was taught to to always try something because you never know. Yep. And where can people find that blog? Um, that blog is at kitchencomebackchronicles.blogspot.com.
7: All righty. And, uh, you still do the fumbling four words also, don't you? Are you still working that one?
1: Yeah, but that's kind of taken a backseat, not just with the cooking. I've been, uh... I've been busy with other things, you know, as you've seen in my Facebook, mm-hmm. I, I've got some health situations I've been trying to take care of lately and they've been they've been at the forefront as opposed to how much uh, how much blogging I'm doing. but I'm still trying to blog at least once every once a month right. on the on the fumbling forwards. And that's it. that one is at R.D. Myers, which is spelled M-Y-E-R-S, 97115.blogspot.com.
7: And, of course, we do have links, I believe, on the, our page. So make sure you go and check it out. And if there aren't, I, maybe I've just only had the links on certain episodes, but I'll make sure it's in the show notes. So everybody yeah, go and it, check it out.
1: Well, you only have the links on, on the on the page for me for, for fumbling forwards, not oh. the new one.
7: <laughs> okay. Well, well, make sure we got to get the new one. Uh, did you did you put it into your notes? We'll make sure it's down in your notes because every time you've written up a post, it puts up uh, information about you. We'll make sure there's a link down in there so it's on every one of your – Well, favorites. I didn't
1: think people would be interested in the cooking one, but <laughs> – You
7: never know.
1: Yeah. Because well, you know,
7: there's a lot yeah. of recipe pages and you never well, know what people are into. <laughs> all
1: right. All okay, right. Jeremy, let's end this so people can go to the next segment.
7: <laughs> yeah. To the next segment, which will be more people like to I I got to talk to Philip, my big Superman fan, so let's see what he's got to say. Yeah. Okay, so as I said, after we're talking to Rick, we need to go talk to Lost Boy Philip because he is the biggest Superman fan I know. Other than Dale <laughs> Wentland, I had from the D cast when we talked to him, he just loves, loves Superman. He loves Superman so much that he looked at uh, this any version of Lex Luthor that they've just never gotten it right because he uh, he says Lex Luthor's just done right should be where he sounds like he's going to do something great. So he, the example he said if Lex Luthor was going to save the environment. His, and he would do this wonderful thing. Oh, how wonderful. We're going to save the world. His
3: solution, however, would be to destroy at least three-quarters of the population of yeah. humanity. The, the best part, the best one I can think of uh, would be a combination of Gene Hackman. Because Gene Hackman from the 1978 film yeah, yeah. and part two, he was just so good as Lex. And he'll always be my favorite. Yeah. But you combine him with the cartoon version, which was Clancy Brown. Yes. And that, to me, was perfect. I also liked the Smallville one, because he was, you couldn't help but love Lex, and you knew you couldn't love him. <laughs> you knew, <laughs> you him. knew.
2: He's the bad guy. He's going to
3: turn into a yeah. villain. He's but, affable, though. But the, it seemed like they had a habit for a while of he was always like real estate schemes and everything, yeah. which is
7: really not part of character Well, I think
3: the reason they did that was because they they in the old ones, he was a little bit more of a con artist type, uh, half-mad scientist. And yeah. so when they did it in the first film, and then, by the, they did the second one, it was involved too because you know he wanted Australia. Yeah. And, and then by the time they got to the Superman re uh, what was it? Return? Superman Returns? Superman three? Well, yeah, yeah. Superman Returns. So the next yeah. time, you, Well, you got you got the uh, Nuclear Man. Yeah, he did man. that just because he's friends with Christopher Reeve. But either way, you had <laughs> Superman Returns. And when Tommy got to Superman Returns, he uh, was also involved. Because in it, it was supposed to kind of be a continuation of the others. Yeah, yeah. Both, it, it, was, it was
7: basically they were saying let's forget three and four and yeah. just go from there. Which I don't really blame them.
0: <laughs> right.
7: Although you know, three has its moments. Oh, you know, Richard I Pryor. Way. I, I he thought I still thought he was funny. I, f- I feel and that it way was about, very cool getting yeah. kind of an early version of like a red Kryptonite and Bizarro Superman. type thing. But yeah. You know.
3: Which did you see Supergirl this this past couple couple weeks? To be honest with you. I have a friend who saved every episode for me. I've yet to see one. Well, I'll just touch lightly. I've seen it's Super, the first one. Supergirl had a red kryptonite thing, and they
7: actually did a scene when she was going bad. She's sitting there at the bar and flinging the peanuts oh, into the glasses. I like, saw- Oh, yeah. Superman 3. Yeah. Thank you. That's good. Greg Berlanti loves these characters. You can tell. Because the way him and his team and. Allie Adler, all the people working on these shows—you know—they love these characters, yeah. and they're bringing it right and making us. Although this last episode of Arrow uh, was a little disappointing and lame, oh, the last one—I just watched it today. The one that from yesterday—it seemed, okay because we already had the Allissey breakup, and then they, we get an entire episode of the breakup still going on with a really well, you know, wasted use it's of a-, a pretty decent villain. Which the only the only part that was really good about is the trial. There's yeah. where some good story was. They'll they'll bring more into the eventually. Yeah. You know. next episode they better do better because yeah, I was I was listening. I'm going to plug Arrow Squad if any of y'all listening. But uh, I was listening to them now, today, and the consensus they're
3: calling it a five out of ten, and they were really disappointing. I have episode. yet to see an episode of Flash that I don't love. Oh, I love it, love it, that, love it. it. And, and in my opinion, Flash Ooh. is what made Arrow great. Because the first right. season and a half of Arrow, I was disappointed. I watched every one of them, but I am still disappointed, hoping it would get good. Then when Barry Allen shows up, hands him that mask at the end. Oh, spoiler alert, incidentally, if you haven't watched yeah, it. Yeah, we're mask, we're in suddenly, season four now, yeah, so, so if you haven't watched Yeah, it wasn't matter to you? But either way, <laughs> either way, the fact is, is once he did that, Arrow started lightening up a little bit and a little bit more. and it started to become more comic bookish. Yeah, yeah. See, I personally don't mind changes for the TV shows, the movies yeah. even. Even the Batman 1999, there's certain changes. The Joker wasn't the one who killed Bruce. So I don't mind changes. What I hate is when they change who the characters are and how yeah. they behave yeah. and the basic origin story of what they are. That's what I don't Yeah, hate. which
7: I hear a little bit with, and I'm, I'm going to see this tomorrow, and I'll come and talk to you again for review, but I yeah. hear they've made Batman into a killer Batman. I say nothing. Uh, okay, you say nothing, <laughs> but this is what the stuff I'm hearing. Yes. I'm also hearing that if the likes that you see in the trailer is pretty much what you're going to get. So if you liked it, you're going to like it. If you didn't, then
3: tough. Yeah. He's that, you like that. To me, and, and I don't want to say too much, but to me, and you'll think of this tomorrow, he's a combination of very little Lex with a whole lot of Edward Enigma and wannabe Heath Ledger Joker. Oh, uh, that, well, that's how. Yeah, I, see I, it. I can tell the the
7: want to be Heath Ledger Joker is going to be the thing now because his voice,
3: uh, you know. The, <laughs> but
7: yeah. you'll see. But it's better to aim for a Heath Ledger Joker than a Jared Leto, unless Jared Leto is just going to dazzle us and surprise the Daylights. But I'm really not looking for a suicide I'm not rumors about that Joker too, but I ain't going
3: to say anything. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll
7: leave that be. And when yeah. we review it here in another segment, you all yeah. are going to hear very shortly. So, so the the begging question though. If in the comics, and I guess they, they have clashed a couple of times, mm-hmm. but if there was going to be the
3: end-all, be-all, knockdown drag-out, Batman versus Superman in the comics, who's winning? Well, if it was a legitimate fight, of course Batman would do his best and all, but in reality, Batman could not defeat Superman without help. Without I'm talking Kryptonite. About kryptonite you know, things like that. And he does keep some in the Bat Vault. Yeah, and and, and guess who gave it to him? Superman, That's just right, in California. case. Just in just case. Because... <laughs> He's that's like, trust, brother. Yeah, that's, that is that is <laughs> trust. And he also, that's one thing I love about it. If you've ever gotten to read Batman Hush, if you haven't, get it. It so is great. So good. So it's good. It's great. And uh, that's when you find out that he's one that gave it to him for that very reason. Because you yes. never know. You never And know. he's the one that he can trust. <laughs> yeah, and
7: I even recall uh, in that Superman kind of uh, encyclopedia from DK Books that you gave me, that actually yeah. there was a, a storyline that they, they went that he's got a, got a bit of super ego that can jump up. And he can kind of rule the world. And I, I, I can't remember if it was supposed to be like an alternate reality or what was going on. But Superman was kind of ruling the world until
3: he kind of snapped out yeah, of it. I believe it. that was kind of a, a, a what they call else world type of yeah. thing. You know, that kind of stuff. But they, uh, I, I really like... Uh, the way they usually do Batman and Superman, I love how they used to be called the world's finest.
7: Mm-hmm. And had I their, found
3: out the history of that. Yeah, they had the, the comic book, and Robin was usually involved in the early in the early ones. Yep. but the truth be told, in my opinion, and 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 as someone is my opinion, it's also a fact, but. Fact is, Superman was the original superhero. People could say, "Oh, but what about Phantom? What about those are cult or pulp figures and pulp mm-hmm. characters?" But and they're, they're very cool. They're awesome. and I love them. But yeah. the that's why they're called superheroes because of Superman. Man, yeah. And Batman wouldn't be around without Superman. Because after they had Superman selling, they said, "Oh, we need another that's character. Exactly and here right. comes the good old Bob Kane." And to be completely honest, there's so many characters that everybody knows of Marvel, and I love them. But the fact is, if it weren't for DC, there really wouldn't be a Marvel because there'd been no competition. But if it weren't for Marvel... DC wouldn't have had people to compete with and better themselves through the years. Yep. And so the only Marvel character I can think of who isn't somewhat of a takeoff on those two, for the most part, is Spider-Man. He's a complete original. Yeah. But even Hulk's not a complete original because he's Solomon Grundy and others combined. So. Yeah. And Frankenstein, you know, when Frankenstein's yeah. monster was the with, inspiration. And Solomon Grundy was kind of the same thing they said. Mm-hmm. Those kind of characters. That's why it's like, you know, even them are very – but don't get me wrong. I love all the characters. Love them way. all. Yeah, I do. Exactly. <laughs> love them all. I do. I, I love uh, – in the Superman-Batman, I've always dreamed of a whole bunch of films, but what if I could, if I could make my own comic book series, I would make graphic novels, one based off of the George Reeves and Adam mm. West, and I'd have that. I'd have one based off of this would be my favorite one, Chris and Michael Keaton. That would be so cool. Yeah, and then I'd like to do one based off the animated series, even though they used to have their own series. Right, right. But I would love to do that. I would love to have, like to have one based off of, Batman uh, like a Batman Begins and Superman Returns. So you have those two actor types. And then this new one. And do it the way I personally would do it. That's how <laughs> I would do it. I, I say nothing. Be <laughs> I say nothing. I know nothing.
5: I know nothing. But
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be the
7: ultimate showdown. Yeah, oh, that would yes. be fun. <laughs> ah, so, who is, still, is it still Christopher Reeve was probably the best actor to ever play Superman? Or is Henry Cavill, you think? The
3: truth is, I, I love them all. Henry Cavill, or whatever his name is, uh, I he was one a long time ago. I saw him at the Count of Monte Cristo, and I said he'd be a good Superman someday. He was about 15 years old. and I, this Was, was he the main
9: character in He that? was
3: the main, main character's uh, son. Uh, oh, wow. And I said back then, oh, I yeah. told my aunt, I, I said, him. he'd be a good Superman someday, and she's no longer with us. But she said, wow. She goes, you're always looking for another Superman. So you bet. <laughs> yeah. Truth be told. Always looking
7: for a new Superman.
3: Truth be told, I think that he fits the role as looks and stuff. But the truth is, is the, I believe... And I, if for any fans out there, Zack Snyder to Easter own, but I think Zack Snyder is horrible at directing <laughs> yeah. and help writing Superman. He doesn't know the character and shouldn't have anything to do with him. Yeah, and it seems
7: they're trying to make everything grim and gritty, and it just it's not no. Superman.
3: But I think that he looks apart anyway. But as far as my favorites, Chris Reeve, because of my childhood, will have to be my favorite. Yeah, that's probably The nostalgia. George Reeves did the best he could, you know, through his time. That was a lot of fun. But what <laughs> I love about Christopher Reeve was he, unlike George Reeves, Chris Reeve had a separation between Clark and Superman. Yeah. Much like the old cartoon, the old Fletcher's cartoon. The the guy would go, this looks like a job for Superman. Exactly. That was a lot of fun. That was really great. And then uh, I'd have to say I love Tom Welling. I thought Tom Welling and Smallville, Mm -hmm. if only they would make a TV movie like Reunion, A TV movie that would be yeah that'd be a blast. I love when it ended. Problem is, I'm like, oh crud! Now it's over. And (laughs) anyway, it just was wonderful. Of course, the music. John Williams music to me will always, always always be the Superman music. Right. And I work out to it all the time. I mess with my <laughs> themes, you know.
7: <laughs> yeah, see I they still DC TV still to me is better than the current movies. Yeah, me too. And Especially although, Supergirl and the Flash you're going to meet this this coming yeah, week. Yeah, which is oh, weird cause they're not so the same cool.
3: channels even, but it's, it's owned by the same Yeah, CBS owns yeah. CW, so it, they can get away with it. I I, I want to see that. It's going to be so I cool. I will say there was one Superman. Not very many people have heard of him. He was the heavy-set Superman. <laughs> in this, in this uh, YouTube film I saw called Supers, I believe it was uh, a uh, Blue Band Blue Band Productions. By the way, aren't they the
7: ones that they keep putting their
3: ad at the end of every so. episode? Really? And if you were to look
7: even at the uh, like the MP3 file that you are currently listening to, you might see this property of Blue
3: Band Productions. Yes, there was uh, a few years back a heavy set Superman. And a heavy set Spider-Man. And it, I, I thought it was interesting.
7: Yeah, it was it was it was comedy gold for its own weird re- reasons. That's right. Well, I, I think that's uh your cue to uh to return to the fortress of All solitude. Right. And we'll talk after I've seen the movie. This looks like a job for Spider-Pan!
1: <laughs> there'll be spectacle, there'll be fantasy, there'll be daring do and stuff like you would never see
9: going to be a movie starring everybody and me. Boy, I wish I were you people seeing this for the first time. Hermit, I got a great picture of the chicken. All oh, good.
7: All right, so I've just walked out of Batman vs. Superman, and you saw it yesterday. I did. I saw it yesterday morning. And I was going in with extremely low expectations. That's good. Me too. But I think maybe that's why I liked it, but it actually kind of got me hooked because we all know... The story of things, of how Batman's parents were killed in front of him, and so they get, they figure that I guess they need an origin. I like the way they actually started now, the, but we'll warn you now, there could be possible spoilers. I'll just say that I'm recommending it and Philip probably isn't.
3: Uh, yeah. Thumbs down for me, but that's because there's just too much Zack Snyder to it. Yeah. Uh, he changed an awful lot of every character in it. Okay. Uh, he didn't I'm want still... Superman and Batman. He wanted his own characters. Yeah. But we'll stop there and say, okay, yeah. so that's the basics. I'm recommending Phillips kind of saying, eh, it's actually I'm a little harder to please when it comes to
7: those characters. That's true. So if you don't want any possible spoilers, Skip to the end of the show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm putting this at the end. Okay, but now we can talk more. All right, now that they know. We'll
3: try not to spoil just in case somebody's getting there, but we can still. Yeah, my least favorite thing of the whole movie has to be, quote, unquote, Lex Luthor. <laughs> that was not, Lex yeah. That was probably the only weak part.
7: What he said and the uh, and stuff and how he was written was Lex, but the way he was played was more
3: oh, crazy. He was like wanna be Heath Ledger Joker and want be Riddler. Yeah. He was crazy instead of, of being yeah
7: brilliant. But yet everything he, the dialogue, his his motivations and what he said sounded like Lex. I
3: really hated the Superman as a god thing over and over and over and oh, over. But there was a point over. to that. Well, no, I'm not just talking about this movie. I'm talking about having Jesus Christ behind Superman a thousand yeah. times a Man of Steel. And they did the same thing as Superman Returns, unfortunately. Uh, I just, I don't go to a comic book movie to be preached at. If I wanted that, I'd get behind the pulpit. Or so, go watch Zootopia, I guess. Zootopia. Zootopia
7: is, everybody's going mad for it, and I actually had a little criticisms. I, felt I actually like that, crit- that film. And I do
3: like it. Yeah, I, I actually I need to see film, it again. But I did not like this one. I, but I will say that the thing that I... Did not want to see was Ben Affleck as Batman, and I actually liked him as Batman. Yeah, I I'm actually surprised
7: part. by that. Well, but that reminds me of what I was saying in the beginning, where I was afraid I was going to spoil something. But the beginning, you know, because we all know Batman's origin, and I guess they figured they needed to reintroduce it. So of course, and they got it out of the way in the beginning, but it actually presented it in a way, and it was actually important to the story later. But it actually got got you emotionally involved with the character. Yeah. So I got to give Zach credit, Zach Snyder, a little bit of credit for actually doing some things that he only shaky cam a little bit whenever we had to, it's almost like we had to follow Lois and it's like, they didn't know which direction she was going to run. And the camera had to chase her. Yeah. That's anytime the shaky cam was like, was Lois was running to do something. And there's a shaky cam happens. Like, well, this is didn't you guys know where she was going? Why do we have to feel like we're chasing after That's her? just part of his style. Yeah. It's, so he didn't rely on it. Yeah. So I good. I appreciated that. I like that they really did deal with the major criticism of Man of Steel. as like, my gosh, Metropolis got destroyed. Yeah, so we I'm get good. we both get Bruce Wayne at the beginning, getting to see him dealing with it and makes it heartbreaking, you know, with all the things going on on the ground. But then at any point, something's going to get destroyed. There's always somebody that says, oh, well, we've got everybody out of there or there's nobody there. So there's no
3: casualties Uh, that's silly you know the truth be told it i I think his name should be hack schneider but that's because he he seems to think he needs to reinvent something that has been went strong for more than 75 years both batman and superman over 75 years old and they're both strong without changing them but that being said one thing he did do I like Lawrence Fishburne much better in this one. Oh yes, he, he actually great. was the chief, which he was not in the first one. The first they one didn't really give small, him a chance to. I don't well, he was, was a a slow-spoken and he wasn't yeah. the same guy. But Lawrence Fishburne did a good job, and a good job. Jeremy Irons did a good job. Of course, he did. He's Jeremy Irons. What is it gonna be good? <laughs> yeah. uh, and. I really wish that I could see a good Superman movie. I'm hoping that they'll get that poor actor because he's a good actor. Yeah. He, I, he looks perfect for the part. I wish they gave him a good. And Superman
7: he got his movie. curl. Did you notice when he, he was very out of the bonus. water? He had. See, to me, <laughs> what I've noticed about this movie, this is still him becoming Superman.
3: Yeah, it's not. there. And
7: point. I think they dealt with it because there's definitely a spiritual aspect in here because yeah. they, they tend to do that with Superman. But I think they presented it to where it's like everybody's realizing he's not God. Yeah. And but everybody keeps trying to place it on him, like yeah. he's supposed to be godlike and everything. And I think the way they it's like when they finally deal with it is he's he's and I, all right. This could be spoilery, but the, like the lesson he seems to because he's he's dealing with the feel like feeling like he has to be some sort of a god. Yeah. And he like he's because one of Superman's weaknesses really is fear of failing, and when he thinks he's failed, it just crushes it. not just so failing himself but other people, right. Yeah failing other people but we see at the end him willing to do anything not to be god but to be the hero everybody needs him to be and part of what means a hero is you have to have that vulnerability to be able to do something self-sacrificial and that's all far i'm gonna say there i thought the music was horrible
3: really yeah i thought it's terrible but then again i'm not a huge fan i thought he does so good on the avengers This Hans zimmer by the way yeah this he does real good with other films not with this one so much even man of steel had better music even though they did use they a- use a lot of the man of steel yeah, music but yeah i actually i
7: actually had you- distinctive themes i was able to pick out like a lex luthor theme i was able to pick or out a wonder Ball woman Ball.
3: theme that part i liked yeah cuz wonder woman showed up and like it. Dah, 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 dah.
7: yeah it was awesome it was like
3: heavy metal she doesn't style. seem I mean, like wonder woman to me but it's a nice outfit but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you all didn't you- see you threw a look towards his wife who doesn't <laughs> like wonder Woman. no the truth is i told is i'm looking for a I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do with Aquaman. You know, you don't see we See out. a little bit, get to see Cyborg, I mean, Cyborg just a little bit. I was getting kind of well, excited. Flash seemed kind of weird, but maybe yeah. they're just trying to go so different from the, comp, the Well, it, it
7: looks to me like Sony's preached that diversity thing to him that we have to diversify because he looked like he was kind of Asian looking. Yeah, I couldn't tell. What so I don't know. So it's like, so like which Flash are they going to go from because they can. Well, no, Wally West should be probably a black man these days.
3: Nowadays. Yeah, now he's on the new 52, and they could have went with that. I've been happy yeah, with the Wally West. Fine. Yeah, although I prefer Barry Allen, but Wally West is cool the real Wally West is really cool. The new one that they've had on the show, the, 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 I know that his like. I'm episode, waiting on that. You, you know case. why they've they done that, right? They decided to name Iris West, Iris West, but she's only Iris West because she's married to Wally West in the comic books. I thought Iris was married to Barry Allen, though. No. That's Wally's wife. That's why she has a last name, West. The dad was made up for the TV show. And Wally West is definitely not her brother. And so that's. It, yeah,
7: because I thought they were supposed to be cousins. Because oh. I know that the one girl who was the reporter was actually supposed to be one of
3: Wally West's love. No, Wally brothers. West, uh, Wally West, the redhead uh, from the comic book is married to Iris. so she becomes Iris West. Okay. So that's the, re- but I didn't mind it so much because the characters are interesting and I, I didn't mind it so much. But yeah, that's why it's Iris West is because oh. that's her married name. Well, we've well no, while her brother No 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 kidding. Well so I did
7: not know that time. Okay, yeah. but back on track with yeah. <laughs> Batman. Uh, and it it was interesting. We did kind of address, you know, the Batman with the gun, which bothered me, but I liked it. It's, it's a nightmare. Yeah. or you It was a nightmare, although, you know, it is kind of weird. Uh, I, it looked to me like they were trying to present, uh, what is, uh, there was a Batman, was it the Batman of the Dark Knight Returns where they actually have like this apocalyptic future? Yeah. And it's all like desert, crazy, so you know. I, I I feel like they were trying to throw that vibe in there just for interest.
3: Well, Zack Snyder, not being a fan of Batman and Superman, saw that the most uh, popular stories is Superman, the death of Superman, and I wasn't going to say that. No, no. I'm not talking about Doomsday. Talk yeah. About Doomsday. Yes, Doomsday. He, we'll he, talk Doomsday. He, he, so he tried to take parts out of that and parts out of uh, uh, Dark Knight Returns and all these things, and he tried to combine them into one movie which doesn't fit. And then yeah. and Doomsday's not Doomsday. not at all. He has powers that he, Doomsday doesn't have. He was, uh, Doomsday doesn't come from anything else, which I won't say what, but the fact of the matter is, is that that wasn't Doomsday. It was almost like a bizarre, messed up Incredible Hulk yeah. in the film. But he
7: has some some Doomsday yeah. style qualities, and I yeah. like the yeah.
3: lot of fact when he yeah. gets hurt,
7: he would you know come back and be stronger. Yeah, that uh, so they had a lot of Doomsday ish stuff. The skull
3: stuff, the uh, his, the bones that were coming out. Yes, all out. Of his was, bones coming out. they like, had that. that yeah. They get they've yet to get that poor character right because in Smallville they messed him up too. He's like a werewolf type thing, so they just oh, can't. It, I mean, he looks more like Doomsday except that. I mean, doesn't have hair, nothing. But he just—he's more like a werewolf because they—they put that through an entire season of this poor character who keeps turning back into Doomsday. So <laughs> they just can't get that. From wow! That. They did wow. have a cartoon, though. They got it right once. Yeah, that animated one. Although I, it went so fast
7: that when uh, yeah, they did. did that Death of Superman animated, it was—I yeah. was disappointed on how quick. Because I mean, in the comic, it is this great story, and that's—that's kind of where I think months. they were going with writing this. It's
3: months of the,
7: the like two of the greatest Batman and Superman stories ever told. They oh, kind of tried together. to put it in together. But, yeah, in the comics, it was one of the greatest things ever, and it did go on for months because everybody was trying to stop Doomsday, and then finally it's, it's Superman. Yeah, it's and Justice League, all of them. I want to be very careful what we say about the similarities there. But oh, I won't say nothing. I hope if you have not seen the movie, you have not listened this far because I was afraid to say
3: anything. I didn't care. Far. <laughs> yes, we had Doomsday because you knew Doomsday was going to be in there, but, but, yeah. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. Lex doesn't make Doomsday but uh, at least not in the original I'm not sure yeah. we'll change it later but then again when Doomsday I
7: heard around, something about Lex making him was, was done once later on uh,
3: but they did like a copy what I want to see is I want to see uh, good Superman movies which aren't going to happen with Snyder apparently and then I also want to see uh, characters that have never been taken on before in a movie which like Metallo uh, yeah, you know, that'd be uh, cool. Uh, bizarro. Because,
7: you know, there is some kryptonite <laughs> in the world now.
3: Yeah, even though they don't call it that. That's why I, I knew Zach uh, was it lying. It was mentioned once. I knew Zach was lying whenever he said, don't worry, there's, we're not going to have kryptonite in my movies. I was like, they may not call it that, but I can guarantee it will show up. And it did, so.
7: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was there. I think Lex uses the word maybe once, but I might be wrong about that.
3: Kind of at the beginning when he's experimenting with uh, it. Well, I was expecting... To see him get sick, like Lex or something, I was expecting that it didn't happen. But it did happen in a comic book once, because right. if apparently even humans, if you're around kryptonite too much, it can affect. Yeah, you. wearing it on your body, not the same way as yeah. it does the kryptonite yeah. force. But so, and I was reading last night the different kinds of kryptonite. The different kinds mean different things. Yeah, and uh, there's there's gold kryptonite, which will not only it will basically if you're even near it, it will uh, I don't remember just take your powers away forever. If, you're even, if you even if you touch it, you're Kryptonian. There's red kryptonite. There's white. There's crystal. There's there's all sorts of stuff. <laughs> it's crazy. My goodness. They got blue, and uh, I think that they used it differently. But a uh, small deal used to have the blue, and they'd have it so if you want to be normal. But it turns out that blue kryptonite actually only affects someone like Bizarro, and yeah, it affects them. But because uh, he's because uh, he's an off yeah. So I guess the opposite the green is blue. <laughs> I would have thought the yellow one. Oh going yeah, or something.
7: <laughs> no, yeah, yellow being the opposite of green, sort of with the uh, yeah. green lantern cords
3: and everything. Yeah, so I kind of figured, but you know, that's yeah. their characters. But I'm thinking we need to probably wrap this up. Sure. Do you think? Do you think that uh, they're going to go into right into Justice League, or do you think they're going to do another Superman movie before they do? Well, that? there is talk they were going to have a Man of Steel too,
7: which this felt like it was Man of Steel too, which because yeah, they have was. to deal with things, and I it did feel like they were finally. Listening to all of us saying, this is not what Superman is supposed to be like. I feel like they're trying to say, Get Oh, from this, this movie felt like an apology from Zack Snyder to me. It's like, oh, yep, yeah. I know what I did wrong. Heard, let me try to correct and, and try to fix what I did wrong a little bit. Not everything quite right, but
3: oh. this is definitely an, an improvement. The only per- thing about the movie I actually liked was uh Ben Affleck, which is the very thing I dreaded. Yeah. So Surprisingly, he did a good job. Uh, I was not wrong about Lex at all. (laughs) Still didn't Uh, like it. Oh, he was terrible. He was not Lex. I mean, not even. Yeah. He
7: didn't feel, although I, like I said, I think they wrote him right. They just didn't get the right actor. Yeah.
3: They, depending on what parts they wrote, right. Because first of all i guess his his writing didn't say what age he had to be but yeah. I, I didn't like him at all his legs but i think it was the delivery i didn't like more yeah
7: that's where he if if they had a different actor perhaps that would have maybe slowed it down and is more Thought things been more clancy brown <laughs> well yeah i know we because stuff man. he would say know. still had that like that jealousy well i love the line he talks about having knowledge and no power is yeah. paradox and it's just like Okay, that works. That sounds like something Lex Luthor would say. And his motivation seeming to be like, well, we can't trust any sort of aliens. He,
3: he did on a, a few occasions remind me so much of Jim Carrey's Riddler. <laughs> you know, not just because the hairdo before right. Riddler becomes Riddler. Yeah, He did remind me an awful lot, even the delivery. <laughs> mm-hmm. So final question, though,
7: on this. they It seems like Bruce Wayne just has this idea that something's coming. Something in my head says... Dark Side, because I thought I heard something about Dark Side perhaps popping up for a Justice League. Yeah. It sounds like they're getting that direction because it seems like Lex Luthor almost knows something. I, I don't know if the bells are significant because he talked about the bells already rung. And he goes on and on about, and but he sounds like a lunatic at the end. I am Batman. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yes, for anyone who didn't
3: see what he was doing, he was referencing the Riddler and that Batman forever. I am Batman.
5: <laughs>
3: yes. So, there less the same type of stuff. Uh, I probably, unless I can find a very cheap version, most likely we'll not see any more Zack Snyder films because <laughs> I've yet to see one I liked, and I wasted way too much money on his movies. But this
7: is the first one I actually did like.
3: Yeah, well, that's all right. The Easter one. If you don't, if you like that, I film. feel like I'm rare because like everybody's been tearing it up.
7: I'm like, no, this actually was kind of cool, and, go and in I, I got bowl.
3: If you go in expecting dung and you come out with gold-plated dung, it's not so bad. But if you <laughs> go in expecting a great movie, you're probably disappointed. This is the way I felt about Man of Steel, but that's where Man of Steel helped me a lot because I was prepared for something bad, and I got what I figured. But that being said, don't let anyone else's opinion affect you. If you like whatever it is, it's your opinion that matters. No one else Yeah, go check it out. anyway.
7: Because, <laughs> yeah, I went in expecting terrible and was actually pleasantly surprised. And I think Zootopia, part of my problem is even though I liked it, I don't think I liked it as much as ever, people. And I think it's because I was overly excited for it. That's the, that's and I didn't the, realize I was going to get beat over the head with well, political correctness. You, you know what
3: helped me with it was right before we saw it, we, we saw somebody criticizing it like crazy. And that kind of helped me to expect a horrible film and get something pretty good. And that's that's where... Uh, basically, if you want to see it, go see this new S- Superman-Batman movie and expect a horrible film, and you might like it. If yeah, you expect- and then send me some feedback. Let
7: me know what but you think. But if thought. you liked
3: Man of Steel, you'll like this. So
7: Yeah, and I didn't like Man of Steel. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't the Superman movie I wanted, but I, f- I felt like this was going to be a gateway to the Superman movie I want next time.
3: Yeah. And we'll see. We'll see. Day. We'll <laughs> see. Okay, but we better
2: yeah. call
3: it right there. I did. Have- I haven't stopped yet. Go ahead. I was going to say, I did like uh, certain things about this film. And the thing I think I like the most is that finally his outfit, you could see color.
7: <laughs> yeah. Whenever he wasn't flying around in the dark. Mm-hmm. So, yep. So we finally got some colors. Okay. You and well, you well, having well, another thought? No, I'll <laughs> okay. just see y'all later. All right. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast.
10: We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure.
7: Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket.
10: It's that young-at-heart, positive attitude that you can share with others.
7: And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com.
10: There you can find links to our news page,
7: a link to visit our
10: shop, and much more.
7: And please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492.
10: Or email us at podcast at neverlandpodcast.com.
7: If you email us a lost boy or pixie nickname with a reason why you chose that name, you can become an official Neverlander.
10: Girls are too clever to get lost, so we are naturally magical pixies.
7: And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast.
10: And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook.
7: We also have a group on Facebook for you to join.
10: We also appreciate your support in keeping the Neverland Podcast up and running.
7: Visit patreon.com slash neverlandpodcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive.
10: Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license.
7: All original content is copyright of Blue Man Productions. God, God bless! bless.